Colossians, the third chapter. Colossians chapter 3. Uh, you know, this is a song that we used to sing. <clears throat> uh, I don't know how many of you have uh, ever sang it, but uh, it's a song that we used to sing. Uh, ye are dead, ye are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Uh, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hid with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And do uh, you want to try that song? Come back to the piano for a minute, will you? Let's try that song. You start out with, uh, ye are dead. Where, where's Bobby? She can kind of help me with that, will you? In with Christ in God. On things above, not on things on the earth. Ye are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Ye are dead, ye are dead. Ye are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. If you on things above, not on things on the earth. Ye are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Isn't that a nice little song? Uh, we used to do that a lot when I uh, first uh, first came to the Lord. It seemed like uh, my wife went through one Bible and she marked out all the scriptures that we sang. And I think it's so well, uh, such a nice way to learn scripture, to sing it. And so a lot of times we would just open our Bibles at this one church we went to. We'd just open our Bibles and we'd begin to, to sing songs right out of the scriptures. And... Uh, I think we miss something when we don't do that. Amen. All right. Ye are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, this is a wonderful, wonderful life that you have given us. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. And Father, it's no longer us that lives, but Christ that lives in us. Lord, as we talk about these things of God this morning, may the Spirit's anointing be upon our ears. May our hearts be opened. God, we want to hear from you this morning. We, wanna, we want the Scripture to be able to come alive in us that we might not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Lord, would you take control, and would you just anoint our ears and our hearts, and would you anoint this pastor to preach? For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the essence of Christianity is not a creed, and it's not a system of doctrines and it's not even a mode of worship 
But it's a life. It's a life. And it's a life in Christ. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about a hidden life. We have this life hidden within us. And so, first of all, I want to talk about a life from the dead. For ye are dead, the scripture said in verse 3. And William Barclay said in his commentary, we have been repeated, uh, we have seen repeatedly that the early Christians regarded baptism as a dying and raising again. When a man was dead and buried, the Greeks very commonly spoke of him as being hidden in the earth. But the Christian has died spiritually and through baptism, and he is hidden, not in the earth, but hidden in Christ. We're baptized into the Lord Jesus Christ. We were dead to trespasses. We were dead in sins. We were dead to the things of God. And we had no faith to believe in Him, no response to His love. We didn't even feel anything about His mercy. We were insensitive to the spiritual and to the heavenly things. Now as Christians, we're dead to the things of this world. And so we see a resurrection life, risen with Christ. Ye are dead, but if you then be risen with Christ, verse 1, you see, the carnal man, as a kernel of corn, or a kernel of wheat, as it says in the scriptures, if it doesn't die, then it can't bring forth much fruit. And this new life is quickened by the Spirit, that, and we are quickened from within. Out of your innermost being shall come rivers of living water. And <clears throat> this new life in the Spirit has appeared from that which was sown. But that which is sown is not that which comes up. That which is sown is dead. It's gone. And the, when, when a person is dead, they leave the old life behind. And we've left the old life behind. Turn with me to Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should do what? Walk in newness of life. 
We have been buried with Christ through baptism. But now we have a new life. A new life has sprung forth. And in 2 Corinthians 5.17 it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We have left the old life behind. We are now in pursuit of a new life in Christ Jesus. And so we see a life that's supported by heavenly things here. In our reading here in verse 1, it says, If then you are risen with Christ, do what? Seek those things that are above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. And in my Bible it says, set your mind on things above. In the King James it says, set your affections on things above. <clears throat> what we think about greatly affects the way we act. And so if you are setting your mind and you're seeking the things of this world, you're going to be worldly. But God does not want us to be worldly. He wants us to be heavenly. He wants this heavenly life to be lived out in us. And so, as it says over in uh, Romans 8 and verse 5, it says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. And so the secret of victorious Christian living is where is your mindset? Where are your affections? The spirit life is often choked out by the things of this world. How many of you find that uh, even your daily reading in the Bible is choked out by, well, I don't have the time. And I'm not putting you down. We live in a rat race today. We are, we've got so many things to do and so little time to do it. But what is important? That is the question. What is, it, what is our priority? And maybe we ought to leave some other things undone. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And it's especially important during the summer season. Let's not set our mind on things. He said, set your, seek those things which are above. Seek first, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, things shall be added. And sometimes we're so busy seeking things that we don't have time to seek the kingdom. And you're only going to grow in the spirit as much as you set your mind on the things of the kingdom. Set your mind on things above. Well, when I was first saved, they used to say, well, he's so heavenly minded, he's no earthly good. 
But I think that the opposite can be true. We can be so earthly-minded that we're no heavenly good. I think we must hold a balance. And the thing is, we need to set our minds first on the things of God. 1 John 2.15 says, If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, I don't know about you, but many times I have to do an introspection of myself. Where are my priorities? Where are my, where is my mindset? Am I set on, on the things of this world? Am I concentrating on the things of this world? Or am I concentrating on the things of God? And sometimes it's a fine line. Where are your affections? You know what affections are. That's what you show to your wife and your children. It's, it's where, where, where is the, our love? Where is our love? Do I love this world or do I love heavenly things? Do, am I really seeking everything that God wants for me? Seek ye first. What is really gaining my attention today? That's the question. We also see that there's a substitutionary life. In this life, it's hidden with Christ in God. Christ, it says, who is our life. Verse 4. Christ who is our life. Not going to be. He is our life right now. There's a big difference. They, they could have said, Christ is going to be your life. But Christ is your life. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves. I, I, I think that we've really got to grab a hold of that. We should live no longer for ourselves. But for him who died for them and rose again. We're not to live for ourselves. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life that I now live in the flesh I live by faith. This is a faith life. By faith I am in Christ Jesus and Jesus is in me. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that's living. You see, he was judged for us on the cross. 
And now we're justified by his life. And Jesus said, For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospel's will save it. The way I see it, I've got 70 years more or less promised to me. Isn't that what the Bible says? 70 years, 80 years by reason of strength. Whatever it is, 70, 80, 90, 100. It's nothing in comparison to eternity. And what Christ has done is he has said, if you will let me have this time that's allotted to you now and let me live my life through you, I will give you life eternal. And all I can say is, what a bargain. It's like change, uh, trading a roller skate for a Cadillac. It's even better than that. You can't even compare. This life is nothing. And we have all eternity. When you've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, You've no less days to sing God's praise than when you first begun. I can't fathom eternity. But I can fathom 70 years. And I want to tell you, it goes by fast. It goes by fast. It seems like only yesterday... I was probably, to me, I was a little six or seven year old. That's some of my fondest memories, but it went by so fast. Where did it go? And I look at my oldest granddaughter here and I think, boy, I really am getting old. She's almost a a grown lady now. My daughter, my baby, won't be long and she's, she's in her third year of college. Friend, her 21 years old. Where did the time go? But I want to tell you something about this life that's hidden with Christ and God. It's a secure life. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse 3. In grace God was in Christ reconciling sinners to himself. In glory Christ is in God representing the ransomed before the throne. As Noah was shut in to the ark and he was safe from the flood waters that was around him and the things that were coming against him, I'm sealed up in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Because I live, you shall live also. Amen? And if I be in Christ, then I have nothing to worry about. Listen to what the Amplified Bible says. John 10, verse 28. I have them, I give them eternal life and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity they shall never by any means be destroyed and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. I'm secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember when I went before the uh, Board of Elders for the district, went up for licensing, and I want to tell you that was a scary kind of a kind of an experience. It was like meet, meeting the Sanhedrin. They had this big long it was in the old district office and they had this big long oak table and they had the presbyter from each section in the district around this table and they would invite in the one who was going to be licensed and he would sit at the end of the table so you're looking at each one of them and they would each in turn be able to ask you a question And you're, you're sitting there on the edge of your chair. And it was, a, it was an experience I'll never forget. And one of the questions that they asked me was this. What is your view on... Uh, once saved, always saved. Eternal security. And I said, well, I believe that I am as secure as I am in Jesus Christ. As long as I'm in Jesus Christ, I am secure. No one is ever going to pluck me out of his hand. I can walk out on him if I please. But I'm the only one that has that option. As long as I stay within Jesus, I'm secure. As long as Noah stayed in the ark, he was secure. Amen? Hallelujah. So what we have is a life that's yet to be manifest. Verse 4. I better get over in the right chapter and then I'll... There we go. Verse 4. When Christ who is our life appears then you will also appear with him in glory. That ought to just set your heart 
on fire this morning. Amen? When Christ appears, I will appear with him in glory. I am not what I used to be, but I'm not what I'm going to be either. I'm a citizen of heaven, but I'm on my way. I am growing into the Lord Jesus Christ, yet positionally, right now I am in the Lord Jesus Christ. I am righteous because he died for my sins. But it does not appear yet what I shall be. Because one day I am going to be like him. That's what the Bible tells us. Amen? Just like Jesus. Here we suffer grief and pain because the world's uh, sins and sorrows get to us. Because our weaknesses and our shortcomings. But we know then when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he really is. 1 John 3, 2. When he shall appear, we know that we will be like him, because we'll see him as he really is. We're going to be known even as we are known now. We're going to know. Amen? Everything's going to be revealed. He's going to change this mortal body and fashion it onto his own glorious body, it tells us over in Philippians 3 and verse 21. How many of you here are glad that you aren't going to have to carry this body all the way through eternity? This thing is subject to pain. Plus, who wants to go through all eternity looking like this? Hey, I look in the mirror, I know what I look like. And I'm not sure I want to look that way all the way through eternity. Overweight. Heart that's giving me a little problems. Knee that when I when I try to do my exercises gets to hurting. Hey, you young people, you don't know yet. Right, Pat? How about that arm? You you want you want that same old arm all the way through eternity? Pat, that stiffness in your neck? You know what? That arthritis can't get into heaven. Amen. We're going to have a glorious body like unto his body. Because he died not only for my sins, but for my healings. Behold, all things are going to be new. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul said, I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory 
that shall be revealed in us. You can't even compare it. It's worth suffering for this present 70 or 80 years if I can, if I can be in the presence of God Almighty forever and ever. Just to look upon His face, the one who saved me by His grace. When He takes me by the hand and He leads me through the promised land. Oh, what a day. What a day that's going to be. Hallelujah. You know, Brother George in our class this morning was talking about Hebrews and he was talking about how the the dangers of us falling into this root of bitterness and into this uh, slipping back into complaining and groaning and moaning and and, and we were talking about you got to have the joy of your salvation how many here this morning need a shot in the arm you know you need you need to get back to that joy of your salvation well that's what it's talking about over in Revelation when it says you've lost your first love this life that we live is hidden with Christ and God. We have an assurance of things to come. We, we can be happy in the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I'm telling you, this is just a down payment. The life in the Spirit is just a down payment on all eternity. And we need to be a, living the abundant life here and now. We need to let that hidden life be alive in us. I just can't see if Christ is living in me, he didn't go around complaining. Amen? He was like a sheep being led to the slaughter. He never complained. And it's not up to us to complain either. Richard C. Helveston said Christianity is either relevant all the time or useless anytime. It is not just a phase of life, it's life itself. Oh, what wisdom is in that statement. Christianity is, like I said in the beginning, it's more than a creed. It's more than a, a, a way of worship. It's a life that's being lived out in me. Now. Not tomorrow. Not the next day. Now. What we've been talking about here is a life. A life from the dead. A life that has been resurrected. A life supported by heavenly things. A substitutionary life. 
a secure life and a life that's yet to really be manifested. It's all going to take place because Jesus lives in our hearts. Amen? I wonder this morning, you know, I said, seek those things that are above. We got about, it's about 10 minutes to 12, so don't worry about the clock. Let's take time and seek those things that are above, where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above. Let's take time right now. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and just seek God right where you're at. You don't have to come out and come up to the altar if you don't want to. The altar is open. If you wanted to come to the altar, that's fine. But you know you need to seek the power from above in order to live a victorious life down here now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you come? Those that want to come to the altar, the altars are open. Those that want to pray in their seats. I'm going to ask that we have a couple lead out in prayer. Prayer for all of us. We need to pray one for another. We need to pray for the church. We need to pray for our families. But most of all, we need to pray for that life within us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah.